transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. What, what number is it? Oh, wait. Oh, uh, eight, 18. 18. <laughs> yeah. uh, which brings us to our point, uh, dear hot dogs. 18 is the number of this Whack Arnold po- Brothers podcast. Yeah. Which is two away from the from the big 2-0. Yeah, we have a nice, we have a nice little. Uh, well, we hope you guys will think it's cool. A nice, a nice little uh, idea for number twenty to oh, kind of yeah. bring it, bring it full circle. What we've been doing, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll save that. We'll yeah. Teaser for for number twenty. But at this episode, uh, this episode, you've clearly noted that we're watching a hostile movie. If you read the title. But not uh, a good one. <laughs> but but not not the good one. So so I was I was just about to drop it, but I remember very distinctly watching the first Hostel movie uh, from Man- Josh Mantar Vines's collection. Like he had it. That dude had like an epic movie collection. That like For sure. I, I was able to just like because my parents wouldn't let me get any of the good stuff. So I was able to go through and just like use it as like a checkout library. Sometimes you know I'd go get like two or three <laughs> stock up for the weekend and then like go watch them and then bring them back on monday you know yeah uh, but yeah hostel was one of them that he had and i remember very distinctly watching it uh for that first time being like oh, oh, oh you know like it was fucking gnarly the it is gnarly but they're where well, we keep seeing what you were gonna say and then i'll say then i'll the, say what i was gonna say the second one i don't i recall a bit more do you recall the second one like uh I, I, actually i yeah i i honestly i think i like the second one better like i don't know it's a tough one to call. Like, they're not, obviously that type of movie isn't for everybody, but for what it is, I thought it was like a really creative concept. Totally, you know? totally. Um, and, was, I like, and, and I like I like Eli cre- Roth. So, oh, dude, I love Eli Roth, and I, I love yeah. that. I love that Eli Roth is a big horror nerd. Like, mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the series on Shutter I want to dig into is that like history of horror that he's yeah, kind of put together. It, it's fantastic. There's a new season coming out soon too. Nice, nice. But uh, but unfortunately for Hostel Three, <laughs> there is no uh, Eli Roth involvement. I love how nope. we stumbled upon this because until this last weekend, I had no idea that there was a fucking like direct to DVD third installment. You know what I mean? I didn't even look that up. This was a direct to DVD. Yeah. Oh my god! Of course it was. And so, like, not only has it no Eli Roth involvement, but it's direct to DVD. But the one thing it has, like going for it that i was reading up is that uh it's directed by this guy named scott spiegel yeah who was uh he was an executive producer on the first two and here's a little interesting tidbit about this guy he wrote the screen so so, so, a he wrote a screenplay the screenplay for evil dead evil dead 2 oh and and before that before the first uh evil dead was made he was friends with Sam Raimi, and he, uh, or Sam Raimi. So I don't know why I pronounced it Raimi. That's only <laughs> if there's two of them. <laughs> he he was friends with Sam Raimi, and uh, before he did uh, Evil Dead, he did a movie called, uh, um, it, uh, fuck, I forget, it's like Into the Woods or whatever, which was like the precursor. Oh yeah. To, to Evil Dead, and he was he played a role in that movie, so like he's. 
yeah he's, he's kind of got some deep deep roots yeah it seems like a little bit there uh yeah that's that's actually super interesting man and yeah i i uh or within the woods within the woods is what it's called yeah and that was kind of like what that sort of like is what helped catch evil dead like or get them to yes uh, a chance to make evil dead and whatnot right yes yes uh that's super cool yeah i guess i, de- I never realized uh i had heard that you know i had heard that name and i heard that you know when i saw it pop up in the in the credits that you know it was a different director like i, I figured this wasn't eli roth and you can tell later in the movie it's not eli roth <laughs> uh, but it's yeah it, it it's interesting that that cat has like some kind of history like that and then just kind of jumps in sort of willy-nilly it seems like at the i wonder if he's got, i wonder if he's got any other like direct well like i wonder if he's got any other directing credits you know like maybe he just yeah. picks up like like the third installments of random movies like i can well <laughs> so get this he he directed um dusk till dawn 2 which was a directed dvd as well <laughs> and is a pretty shitty movie yeah yeah dude he's like the the direct uh directed dvd go-to yeah Oh. He swoops. He swoops in to continue a franchise that didn't necessarily need continued. <laughs> not that. Not that we. You know, Spiegelman's the focus here. But just quick tidbit about him. Also, I just looked up. He apparently had a bit part in Spider-Man Two. Hmm. He was interesting. The, there's a shot. I'm sure you recall it. Like where Spider-Man drops. He's like delivering pizza at the beginning of. Well, it's not Spider-Man. It's Peter Parker. He's delivering. He's delivering pizza, but he leaves it on like a rooftop at one point. And there's this dude who snags a slice out of it. Oh no, shit! That's Apparently, him. that's him. Because <laughs> like obviously, people remember that part for um for uh he stole that guy's pizzas. Yeah. Um, but that's hilarious. That's it's just so random. He's the guy that just takes this tries to take the slice out. Yeah, he's, and, and then he and Spider-Man whips the back. Yep, that's amazing. That's that's great. That's fucking awesome. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. But but anyways, you know, that's awesome, but but we gotta talk about Hostel 3, which is yeah, kind of on the different spectrum here. End of the spectrum. Yeah. So uh I love that it starts out with this like, you know, the kind of classic hostel vibe where you think all right, young teenage or maybe like you know early 20s or whatever guy uh staying at like a weird foreign hotel or something like that for the first time or it seems mm-hmm. like yeah that's what it seems like it for yeah i agree and so because he's uh, like walking through the halls and there's some like uh it looks she looks like she might be a you know a, a prostitute. lady of the night yeah and he's <laughs> and he like makes some comment about her ass or something like that yeah and then and then he's given he goes to unlock his like hotel or motel room door or whatever and or it's, maybe it's a hostel you know or maybe I mean? it's Who a knows? hostel yeah and he walks right in and then there's already two people in the room that he's supposed to be in which yeah immediately it's like is this like, he, yeah it's like this ukrainian couple that you're like what the hell like okay so here we go so yeah, yeah. <laughs> anka and something anka and victor but don't you think that if like if I walked into a fucking hotel room and there was two other people there and it was supposed to be my room, like, I would ju- I would just like leave. I wouldn't like, you know, wouldn't come we- in and like set my things down. But yeah, obviously we we learned soon early. it's a swerve. But yeah, 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 yes. It's uh, it's quite the setup though, man. Because like, because you think you like because it's a hostile movie, 
you think you know where the scene's going for sure which we which we both agreed on when we like because yeah. we watched probably like the first 30 minutes together uh this weekend and then you know we fell asleep but yeah we to i totally thought we had this part pegged yeah and then immediately yeah, it takes that turn where it turns out this like american boy here maybe spiked his beverages his beers yeah. sharing because with, with these two yeah there's a quick scene where the ukrainian guy's like have a drink bro or whatever like that. <laughs> which is that's not that's not what he sounds like i apologize that was a, that was a, i but, shouldn't have done that but 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 victor and and whatever the fuck is this anka guy, uh anka like they you know they're clearly into having a good time or whatever so that they, they you know yeah they, anyway so anka goes off to the shower after like they kind of each have like a bit of a sip of a of this know, beer yeah. yeah and then like quick that's when like the scene starts turning right it's like she goes over yeah. there uh victor catches the boy i and him i and anka she goes into the shower or whatever and then then you hear like a thud while she's in there and victor goes in to check on her and starts freaking out and the kid just doesn't do shit like he just yeah they're like he's he's like call the call the police yeah <laughs> what the hell are you doing <laughs> like, no, that's right that's right yeah, I think she's yeah it's like, <laughs> like like and then it, it turns like you know then victor start, like falls and starts like having troubles like you know breathing or whatever yeah uh, i don't know he kind of looks like he's just like slowly i mean it looks like he's just been fucking you know uh they've been drugged really and and the guy mm -hmm. uh i still can't what's his what's his, what's his, his name's name? travis travis so travis yeah. in this scene like quickly turns and he doesn't help either of them he just kind of stands there and watches them like both pass out and then he mm -hmm. like and then that's when you find out that he's kind of the villain like he's the bag the bag yeah guy, exactly co collecting he, bodies for this hunting club that that's been elite hunting others. club yeah the elite hunting club I, I, I thought that shot was cool though where um it's like a trap door in the mirror and like these two you know big muscle-bound men come in to take them away and yeah. you know bring them to their demise like yeah that, that but yeah really that's, cool. the, the, but that's the opening scene yeah um, yeah but then they quickly and then we get we get this like we get this like cheesy opening credit scene you know which like <laughs> a like a little drive-through vegas kind of action you see some neon lights oh, you know that. Uh, well i guess we before that though we meet we meet uh the next scene is like uh scott and amy and they're like you know kissing on the porch and it turns out scott's about to get engaged to her and his buddy um his buddy carter picks him up and they make a quick line about uh carter makes a line to amy about something she's like you know you had your chance before so there's like yeah. you know there's like some past between these two but either way carter yeah. and scott start heading to vegas you know and i want to point out all three of these people seem like douchebags already. Yeah. But, 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 but Carter, <laughs> Carter particularly stands out. And I think, yeah. you know, like not only is it his dialogue, he has like those douchey, like glass, like sunglasses on and like. No, he's know, a douche. He's like great A douche. And pretty so, much the old, like, cause, cause we, they quickly go to Vegas and they meet up with uh, two other lads. We got Justin and Mike. <laughs> and uh, I noticed, so I noticed the only, Okay, so the only two people here that I noticed in this movie that I've seen in other things are Mike, who is apparently like a comedian of some sort. Okay. And then the the character that plays Justin, the one with like the arm crutch, he he was in Nip Tuck for multiple I, seasons. I recognized yeah. him from that too. Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen, yeah. I really haven't seen that dude pop up in anything else that on my. Radar, no. At least. 
Um, and yeah, so like they all they all meet up there, you know, with the boys. Well, uh, but, but be, before, be, before I, that, actually the, before yeah, there's that there's that scene where um, you find <laughs> out kind of where Victor and Anka were taken almost, and uh, right. And you see those, you know, a couple, again, a couple of big burly dudes come into the scene where, like, you know, these two are in cages. They wake up with these collars on, um, mm-hmm. and they go in and like grab Anka and like drag her mm-hmm. off. While Victor's like, "Fuck you, come here, come he's get like, me." Yeah. He's you like, know, "Come get me!" Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Victor's fucking aggressive, man. Yes, uh, he is. But I mean, wouldn't you be though? Like, oh, for sure, for sure. You just wake up and they're taking your fucking wife away. Like, I'd be aggressive too. But yeah. yeah. And it comes out later, but but yeah, so yeah. He, meets up, he meets up with this guy, and you're right, um, Mike. I kept mistaking Mike for the guy that plays Wash Wash on uh, Firefly, because uh, <laughs> like, like, like you'd see these like quick side shots, and they look like they had like the same like hair hairstyle. For, I know what you're talking about, but the the Mike guy might be like one of the bigger because he keeps making all these stupid oh, like like bro worst. jokes. You know what I mean? Like you just want to slap the piss out of this guy. Yeah. He also like he also like uh, there's a scene where they're they're at a blackjack table and the dealer switches and it becomes this like this like Asian man of and he like makes this oh, comment yeah. where he's like he's like this really racist like derogatory comment and then like kind of like like looks the guy down as they're leaving and stuff and it was just super fucking weird. It was like yeah, my, like it, the thing is that I've noticed that I was noticing early on. They don't really make you like any of these characters. No, except just, for maybe like Justin. Justin has some redeeming qualities. Uh, right. I would say he's like super like he's not the asshole of the group, but like everybody else in this group so far is kind of assholeish in a way. They don't even try to make you like Scott because like we we no. learn in a little bit that like he's like cheated on his wife. Yeah, but like you said, they they pretty much make everybody out like a douchebag. Um, Which makes, and I forgot to yeah. I, for, I, I forgot to mention we were laughing so hard so there's this like shot as they're walking as they're walking into the uh <laughs> casino of like a girl on a pole and it like yeah. does a close-up of her ass bouncing up and down and forth and then like two minutes later randomly for no reason it, it does back. like another like 15 second clip of the i'm like what the fuck there's a random lady trying to like clap her cheeks or whatever and, she's, yeah. and you're right dude, it like cuts away for some other stuff and just cuts right back for no it made no sense (laughs) (laughs) oh my god dude but yeah so these four like uh quickly we they um they meet kendra nikki yeah who like they they're like kind of eyeing them from afar so you you kind of think that there might be something sinister going on with these two you know what i mean yeah, because that again, like with going into this hostile movie being the third yeah, installment, like, you have you kind of look at everything like, is this the trap? Is this a trap? Is this a trap? Right, <laughs> that's exactly true. Like, and this was the, that was definitely one of them because like they show these shots of those two ladies like kind of like like looking at them and just keep continuing to look at them, and you're just like, why the fuck are they staring them down? These guys don't look special. right. Like anyway, so they meet up with them, and then uh, that's when they kind of take a cab ride i believe right yeah because because the the girls uh you know talk about they have this place they could go off the strip but only if they like freaky (laughs) 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 which they emphasize like like uh you guys like freaky yeah we like (laughs) freaky okay (laughs) you know Oh, oh okay but yeah they catch it they catch a, a cab to like this like desolate like 
part of town where nobody's at and not only that but the cab driver's creepy like uh, that'd be a red flag you know there's like no one in this back alley there's no they just go to this random door that has no indication of this place being like a club or whatever yeah yeah it's like this like old like warehouse district or something yeah yeah and like the cabbie has like a meter that doesn't fucking work or whatever and he just yeah it's it's super it's a super strange like build up Mm -hmm. uh but yeah yeah they it's like they get dropped off and then they kind of get they you know knock on that undescript door and the door guy answers and he's just like you know you want the list <laughs> like you know yeah <laughs> and uh they're they, like well we know we know kendra and uh and uh you know nikki yeah. they're like oh he's like oh come on in yeah, he's like he's like he's like oh <laughs> it means you're gonna have a nice time <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> and then like they they so they come in and they try to you know like they're walking down this creepy corridor and then scott answers his phone to speak to amy and gets separated and this is where you think maybe something you know is gonna something bad's gonna happen and initially initially that's what you think because scott gets like uh grabbed by someone and thrown into a chair and tied down and they start shoving like a hose into his throat and you're like you're like you're like holy shit is this guy gonna get like iced already Exactly. But then we, yeah, I thought it was like a little too quick to kill this kill this character off. But it was kind of like a bait and switch. Yeah, because they pull him in, and turns out it's like a beer bong, basically. Yeah. Although the bottle they look like they're pouring in there looks like straight fucking liquor. Yeah. And I was like that unfortunate son of a bitch. But anyway. yeah, it was like an elaborate elaborate setup by all yeah. his buddies. You know what I mean? To like bring him into this his actual bachelor party and then there's like naked women like dancing on him <laughs> immediately <laughs> yeah yeah it's like immediately he gets unveiled there's like some lady in a thong just like grinding up on him and like somebody shoves another <laughs> shot to his fucking mouth and like he's just sitting there going like <laughs> you know freaking out being like i'm gonna kill you guys and like all that shit at one point it's so super funny i noted this there is this like these two strippers on top of him and at one point they're just like this quick shot of one stripper grabbing another stripper's titty <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like i was like why like, was that just, like, <laughs> i know it was just it was all it was unnecessary you know what i mean but it is what it is because like, yeah exactly it's like uh they have to set up this like bachelor part you know i get it yeah yeah and uh so it kind of you kind of find out that like uh Kendra and Nikki are they're not necessarily escorts uh or anything. We don't like. learn that part out yet. Oh well he yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. Because they're um Well I guess they, you kinda do. Well they kinda she, I mean I guess they're kinda talking, but because one of them gives a card to another one that like because cause oh, that's right. So because uh, we see Kendra and Scott they go up to a room and then we see Nikki and um Nikki and Mike uh, are going to go, but she, but Nikki gives a card to Justin and makes a line like, you know, your buddy might not last long or whatever, so give me a call or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he keeps striking out and he had this line because he has a, you know, it's a crutch and he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, this pull stays hard all night, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like a girl, it's like a random scene where like a girl approaches him and is like going to hit on him and then he turns around and she sees the uh, crutch and she's like oh never mind or something fuck oh, you know what i mean yeah such a such a such an early 2000s cringe like and that's that's the thing this you can tell what time period this it movie. does yeah it does have that cringe yeah uh so you're you're right um it's uh kendra and and scott are up in up in like a room i presume mm-hmm. some somebody is somebody. yeah uh and that's when you find out that 
uh, Scott has trepidations about cheating on his wife. Again. Right. <laughs> Kendra, Kendra just like instantly hops on him and starts kissing him and trying to like. Yeah. And this is where we learn. This is where we learn because she makes a line like, well, you know, you had me for an hour. So. Yeah. I just love that. I love Scott's line of like, well, I was unfaithful with my wife or my fiance last year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oof. Yeah. So, so yeah, he explains that, you know, that he's yeah, been unfaithful yeah. in the past and doesn't want to be again. So. Yeah. And so it's it's now it, it's like the four of them in the room, like you were saying um, earlier. Mike and uh, Mike and Nikki make their Mike way and in, Nikki, yeah. And they're all kind of having a good time. They leave Mike and Nikki, <laughs> and that's when uh, Scott, because Scott kind of like has some sort of like issue, and so he stumbles. He tries stumbles out the hallway outside, well. yeah. And he just fucking starts vomiting in this barrel out out front. And that's yeah, like and he, when he sees the creepy cab guy there still, just like. And he gets locked out of the building, correct? Yeah, he's trying to make his way back in. And, like, you see this shot where uh, the cab driver's walking closer and Scott's kind of, like, fading in and out of consciousness. And, you, you know, and this is, they, they've done this a couple times now where you think something sinister is about to happen and it hasn't happened yet, which I will give them credit for. They kind of, like, bait you into it for a little bit until it actually happens because you think yeah. that, like, it's going to be Scott waking up in the... In the uh, in a, those cages or something, you know. Yeah, but but not yet. The yeah. First, he he passes out and then he wakes up in the next morning and uh, he's in his hotel room and well, Justin. It does, it, between that though, it does show this van like going to this like big building and right and, and like it, you know, oh yeah, that's true. And you see like the that's that's the the next time the the second time you see like somebody with a tattoo. Uh, I couldn't make out at first, like what the design was, but they they all have these like tattoos, right? Uh, anyway, so then then you find out, yeah, the, the, that Scott just was waking is back at his hotel room or whatever. Yeah, he wakes up in his hotel room, and uh, Justin and and uh, Carter are there, but but not Mike. Yeah. And at first, they you know they kind of um, play it off to you know he's probably still with Nikki or whatever, but. Yeah. We as viewers kind of quickly learn, um, the you fate. know, Mike, Mike's fate. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of call and they leave voicemails and stuff, and then and then it, you know you cut to to seeing him wake up in a cage. He's got like a you know a, a collar around his neck, and you know he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, he has this line. He's out of nowhere. He's like, he's, <laughs> he says like. Couldn't, can't figure out where he's at, but he's like, I know I ate some pussy, but what? Oh, God. Yeah. He just says the douchiest lines. Like, it, it, and the, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like all building up to it. Like, even even with him in, like trapped in the cage, you're sort of just like, I don't know. Like, this guy's kind of a fucking ass. Like, I, I, so, I don't care if he dies. You know no. what I mean? And so the big burly dudes come back in and drag him out, same as they did Anka in the, earlier. But this time you follow them with yeah uh, with Mike. you see what happens yeah and he's he basically they they drag him down the hallway and they bring him to this room with all these different devices in it and they've just and they put him in this chair that straps him down yeah and this that's this is what i like where they kind of they don't really in introduce any of the people but they introduce like the group of these hunting club that's watching and you know they're placing bets on different scenarios that might play out or what weapons might get used you know yeah using this this like online thing or digital thing called the wheel of misfortune yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they, yeah it's like they uh it's such it's yeah kind of an interesting weird concept but like that's you know 
it, it it's also fun funny to kind of continue continue to know that this is like just supposed to be somewhere in las vegas like you know, right out there in the desert so this is like the first and only movie i guess actually where they like this became like a, a you know i think the other two movies were both placed in europe or like parts of eurasia uh this movie yeah. is like straight in like America. So. For some reason, they moved it to Vegas. Yeah, with but, uh, no explanation. But yeah. So so as you see, like as you mentioned, there's like a bunch of people betting on stuff, and then this kind of this dude in a white lab coat kind of comes in, and Mike's like screaming and shit, and he kind of like puts the you don't know what he's doing, but he like in with no words just kind of goes and like drapes this like you know blanket over the front of Mike, uh, and then he starts. What does he do? Then he starts like marking up his face, right? Yeah, he puts like an outline around the t- like his face with the mask. And that's when that's when you know that like that's when you as a viewer you're just like okay, dude, this dude's like gonna he's fucked. Yeah, fucking face like something's gonna happen to his fucking face. And so, uh, I think at first he gets teased with like oh the drill dude yeah drill. yeah 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 he's with the drill and the, guy, the dude's like fucking with him he's like getting in his face a little bit with it like <laughs> <laughs> and then he just puts that away and grabs well, the scalpel because because like because mike accidentally like some like spit out flies out of his mouth and hits the guy in the face and it like pisses him off yeah oh yeah that's right and then he goes and grabs like a gag or whatever and like shoves it in his mouth yeah and that's when the drill comes into play and then he does the uh like he grabs the scalpel but i I love the part where like he sets the drill down and grabs the scalpel and there's a guy watching that like angrily shatters his cup because he yeah. probably he had bet money on the drill or whatever and he was he's gonna lose his money exactly and, and that that was like that was like such a f- interesting dynamic to the scene uh just seeing like like that and then but then you know like the guy then the doctor-esque guy peel like starts takes the scalpel and just starts cutting mike's fucking face like and he just yeah he straight peels his fucking face off it was gnarly actually that'd be uh, brutal and then he like places it on this like you know fake foam head that he had brought out also <laughs> that's right yeah that's right <laughs> it was so so nasty just uh, shows it to the crowd and they all just go ape shit you know what yeah. i mean and honestly this this to me was the most gruesome death of the movie for sure yeah uh, uh which was interesting that it came right out the gate with it yeah and just yeah hannibal lecter's the motherfucker and then <laughs> and then it cuts to like the th- other three boys again at mm-hmm. like a bar or something trying to figure out where the fuck mike's been yeah because uh, they because they still haven't heard from him at this point and this is when they're maybe starting to get a little more uh worried yeah and uh, that's when they kind of try and recontact the girls from the, the previous night, I think, Nikki and Kendra. Yeah, because one of them has uh, Nikki's card, and Justin makes this line of like, well, I can, all we have is her email, but, you know, I can cyberstalk her so we can, you know, <laughs> <laughs> figure out where she lives. And so. Um, and they do. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they drive to like the Shangri La trailer park. Mm-hmm. where there's this like oh there's this cut shot of like a big a uh, big bald dude looking angrily through a window and yeah yeah <laughs> he's just like menacingly staring them down and you're just like okay uh but <laughs> then they show up uh, they go to presumably nikki's house and they end up breaking in mm-hmm. uh, because she is not there yeah they yeah they like rummage around her stuff maybe 
faking that they're there, but yeah, they're not there. Did you note that there is this, uh, the, there's like a quick shot of like a cockroach crawling in the trailer? Yeah, what was that? Was the- <laughs> well, cause, well, cause I think, I guess she- it like, I guess it like makes like a, it's like a precursor to what happens to her. You I know guess I mean? that's all I can make of it. I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're like investigating around and that's when, uh, big bald guy and Kendra bust the fuck in and like you mm-hmm. know, at gunpoint are like what the fuck are you guys doing what you do with Nikki you know yeah uh, she's like they like she like thinks that uh you know Mike might have done something you know uh to her essentially yeah exactly and and that's when you find out that you know that's when essentially these groups will combine and sort of like start the hunt for everybody else but dude minus minus the big burly guy he doesn't yeah. come along yeah. unfortunately although they could have probably used his help <laughs> yes because kendra also like they they mentioned that like they haven't seen mike and then kendra also says something like well she didn't come home last night either yeah and then it cuts to a shot of that travis guy and he's like sifting through uh, after they kind of you know the, that whole scene they, they it shows him and sure so shows, shows where nikki's at right right uh, he's like kind of sifting through some clothes and he picks out this really cheesy looking cheerleader outfit <laughs> and like and like you know creepily cuts it goes and shows nikki's strapped down to this like gurney or whatever and he puts the cheerleading outfit on and then it shows the two big burly guard dudes that have been you know escorting people out of cages one guy <laughs> one guy walks up walks up and like sniffs her or whatever he's like yeah it was really weird <laughs> bizarre dude and anyway so then it cut then you know clearly nikki is the next victim they, they yes bring yes bring her to the torture chamber of sorts yes yes and this one's strange this one was just like bizarre because at first you just have no fucking clue what's going on so like she's strapped down into this big table thing and there's this dude who's like squirting like liquid all over her and you're just like what the fuck yeah i know it's (laughs) true at first i was like i was like is it acid is it gonna start like melting her flesh or something (laughs) then i was like no it's (laughs) in a plastic bottle (laughs) (laughs) and so so then then you see you see like the dude start digging around a tank full of like all cockroaches or something Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and so i don't know it was just like this one like again was just like this one kind of like was lackluster to me this kill but i i completely 100 percent agree they could have definitely thought of something better it felt like a combination of a fear factor challenge and like uh some a concept from the mummy <laughs> so they so they, the dude's like the dude like lays the <laughs> lays the table down and then just starts like putting all these cockroaches all on nikki and they just there's a shot of them just like all going down her mouth or whatever like oh. yeah like what the fuck yeah and like so they, they essentially choke her to death yeah exactly they yeah they it was just such a like i don't know it just for like a hostile kill i was like this was so unbloody, ungory, just not scary. Yeah. The most interesting thing was just like the, the menacing one. dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially after, like you said, the first one where, like, it kind of set the stakes too high with, like, the guy's face getting cut off. Because, yeah, this, I think no matter what this one was, it was going to be lackluster. But that was, that was, like, the worst, like, hostile kill ever. I, I kind of agree. I was just like, that's not what I want out of the, what, what, this shot. But then, you know so ultimately you you know you 
after Nikki's Nikki's demise, it kind of goes back to the, you know, the, the the crew now where it's it's the three guys: Justin, Scott, and Carter, and then uh, Kendra. Kendra, yeah. And they're kind of trying to figure out, you know, what they should do. And uh, I like how at at first she's still like, like inquisitive about Mike. And uh, and I like how they had to throw this line in because she makes a line about maybe he's not really who you think he is. And then she goes, well, yeah, because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like they had to fucking throw uh. that line in. <laughs> but uh, anyway. um <laughs> Every so, time, man. Every time there's a Vegas movie somewhere, so, so, I feel like it always gets slid in. Because they have, like, Carter wants to go investigate the place from the night before. Mm -hmm. Justin wants to call the cops. So they're kind of um, split on what to do. But they end up going back to investigate uh, the, the place from the night before. And as they're going out, they get a text. Because, like, right before that, you see a scene of Travis with, like, Nikki's dead body. And he's making... All these creepy comments about how she's dead sexy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he also like, takes a, he like, a picture. He takes a, a picture cockroach of off of her and smashes it. Yeah, it's it's just it was. But yeah, so he ends up taking a picture of her, which we quickly learn that he had he used um, Mike's phone to text Justin because right as as they're getting out of the car uh, to investigate the compound, they get this text. Uh, apparently it's from Mike and it's saying, you know, um, uh, that they're at, that him and Nikki are at a hotel room and sorry that he crashed all, he basically crashed all day and that they're together yeah. and that they, they should come, you know, they need to come and they give like directions with a picture of where they're at essentially. Yeah. And, uh, I, I love that. Like in classic text response to that, you see, you see Justin texting where, and then just like R, letter R, and U. <laughs> I was like, texting's so hip now. Uh, anyway, so they go back, they, they go to the address that they're given, right? Yeah. And it's like a, another hotel or something. I think it's the, it looks like the room kind of looks like the same hotel as before. Because Justin stays in the car, but as they're walking up to the hotel, you learn the name of the hotel is called Hostel, which might be like the only oh, tie, like yeah, one of yeah. the only ties to this movie. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and that's when like so if Justin stays in the car. The others go go in there, and just uh, Justin sees like a van, and like goes and investigates it, like kind of like some dudes like moving some stuff around a van or whatever. But be before that happens, though, we they go into the room. And they see a note from Mike saying something oh, like, God, yeah, you're right. "Like uh, we 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 stepped out to grab a beer." Oh no, they say it says stepped out, grab a beer and chill. Um, but like it shows Victor looking into a mirror, and like you said, it kind of looked like the room from the beginning of the movie a little bit. And we quickly learned that it was because Victor's looking through the mirror, and suddenly a guy busts in with like a gas mask and starts spraying gas, and then someone comes in the front entrance and. So they're basically all screwed. And then, like you said, they're getting loaded into the back of the band, and Justin kind of sees that and goes to investigate. That's what it was. I was like, yeah, they're loading, they're loading his friends into the fucking van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then that's when you have, like, a little, little skirmish between uh, Justin and Travis. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, I thought, uh, and then, yeah, Justin gets thrown in the van. Then they, then they all wake up in cages. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. That's what all what happens. Yeah. But, but, but really what you follow at first is I believe Justin wakes up 
and he like sees there's this like interaction between him and Victor like across the cages and uh yeah and then Scott's like there and you know and then the two burly dudes come in and uh they grab Justin and they right right before they grab him Victor's like when it's your turn they'll come for you and then sure <laughs> sure enough yeah they come and they <laughs> they're here <laughs> yeah yeah, they, they come they come and grab Justin and wheel him out of there, you know, essentially. Yeah. But that's not the only thing that happens yeah. in this scene. Yeah. Another another twist happens in this scene. Yeah, and it's a good one. It's a pretty as as far as the movie goes, this is like the best twist, probably. For sure. So so uh fucking Sean and uh Carter are in one wake up in the same cell, basically. Scott. Scott and Carter. Uh, Scott, Sean. Yeah. I don't know where Sean came from. <laughs> uh, Scott and Carter wake up in the same cell. And then, like, the one of the guards, one of those big burly guards, uh, you know, after Justin's dragged out, turns around and opens the cage, shoves Scott to the back wall, and lets Carter just ride out the cage. Because Carter's like, hey, I have a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, he has one of those like, uh, and you find out it's like you know the logo or, or whatever of this group is like a hound, like a basset hound or something. Yeah, the elite hunting club. Yeah, he's got one of the tattoos, and they, and as they're like taking him away, Scott's trying to you know ask what's going on, and Carter goes, "It's a club, and it means members only." <laughs> Good God, uh, yeah, and and that's when. Um, so then you, you kind of follow Carter. Carter has a meeting. Yes. With uh, Travis and what's the name of the guy with the scar? So I don't they think it really it. says his name, but it's Fleming. I, th- I didn't think it did either. I wonder, like, some of these characters are supposedly from the other Hostel movies. Uh, yeah. Loosely. And I wonder his if name's he's one Fleming. Yeah. So Fleming. Fleming, who looks like a knockoff Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with, this, like, a, with this, like, scar on his face, you know? Yeah. And so it seems like they're the kind of two that are really running this racket. Yeah, Fleming and Travis for sure. Um, and that's when you find out that uh, Carter has kind of or- organized a little bit of this. And like the guys are, you know, the Fleming is, you know, talking about how this is kind of like, an, you know, uh, an inconvenience. And yeah. Kind of, you know, all this stuff. So you can tell yeah. he doesn't really like Carter, you know. Right. Because he, he also explains that like the... Uh, yeah, he, like you said, the, he mentions that there's been some inconveniences and with Victor's request and that Fleming Fleming's like, well, the females will make up for the added expense and your friends are collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> your and friends Victor, are collateral damage. And Victor has this kind of cold line where he's like cool with it and he's like, well, there were Carter. more... Carter, sorry. He's like, there were more Scott's friends than mine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> dude doesn't give a fuck he got successful and he was like i don't give a fuck about these guys right yeah and so that meeting doesn't really go too well it seems like for carter it kind of like well i kind of like you know it's whatever it cuts to it just seems like there's this interesting tension there that gets built yeah and you're yeah. sort of like you're you you know you're sort of like i wonder if that's going to come around later but then it Which cuts it does to, yeah. it does <laughs> but uh, anyway but yeah it cuts to justin's yeah. uh fate i suppose Yes. Which was, again, sort of like, I don't know. I don't want to preface it as lackluster, but it just wasn't like, 
that, that it, it, terrifying it, the most terrifying it, cool thing about this was the costume that, like, that was involved in this scene. yeah it's better than the cockroach one but it's still a little anticlimactic but yeah, so 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 somebody like pulls this lever you see justin strapped to the chair the chair in the middle of the room and somebody pulls this lever and lets a bunch of like fog in mm-hmm. you know, and that's when you enter this character i don't know either this this character who's dressed in like a black leather outfit from head to toe and has this wild mask on yeah it's really it's like a cult kind of like it looks like a mask that would be like a cult would wear you know what i mean yeah it's this it's this really like interesting headpiece it's kind of hard to explain but it's like this green and it kind of looks like the texture of like a tree maybe yeah like, and it almost looks like it has like kind of branchy small branches exactly. or antlers kind of coming out the top yeah almost, there, you, like. there, there you go there you go uh, but this person kind of like is like circling Justin, and then and then pulls out like a, a like crossbow, I believe, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just start and like you know every now and then just takes like a pot shot at him and like just shoots him <laughs> with an arrow. It's <laughs> like fucking with the dude, dude. And then like there's this shot. I love that there's this one shot where like kind of you pro- it progresses. At first you kind of see these shots of Justin with a couple arrows in them, and then he shows a shot where he has like I don't know five or six arrows in them, and like one of them's straight in his dick. And you're just like <laughs> like this asshole. Like not only are you shooting the dude like killing him to death, it's like just like they, you have to shoot him in the dick. Come on, like let's, yeah. <laughs> but like I then, guess so. But then like. You know the the person in the mask gets like right up in his face and holds the crossbow like right under his chin and in this really menacing way you know what's going to happen as a viewer yeah but right you know just this like really tense kind of moment and then just and like it just like shoots an arrow straight through justin's fucking yeah like right like the last one's gnarly like up through his fucking like bottom of his mouth and through the top of his head and then uh we learn here like i wish they would have done more emphasis on this throughout the movie where I mentioned one of the cool things is how there's people betting on like the outcomes of what's going to happen. Cause you hear like a, a female voice go nine arrows, uh, to this person and this person. So like wh- whoever bet on the amount of arrows that it, the person would use to kill him, you know, won this like pool of money, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I really wish they would have like done a little more focus on that. Cause that was like one of the most intriguing aspects of this movie. Right. So quickly, quickly after, uh, right after Justin dies, it shows Victor who's been watching the whole thing and like, isn't affected by it at all. And he kind of has this line where he's like, it's showtime. <laughs> oh, <God>. It's showtime. <laughs> Cause we cut. So yeah, we're like, yeah, You're like huh? Car Car is just like a complete fucking douche. Like from the moment you meet him till like this point in the movie, asshole. Like across the board. But then yeah, that doesn't that that kind of leads to, uh, Scott. Uh, they come back. They come back to visit Scott. Scott has like a conversation with Victor in the cell. Yeah, because Vic, Victor's Victor's pissed and he's talking about you know Anka was my wife and all this and Scott. So he, Victor has a pretty cool line here because Scott mentions that he's about to get married and Victor was like, uh, well, at least it wasn't last week. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he, Victor's like, because your wife would be a widow now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Drops but a yeah. bomb on him. <laughs> like, you, like you said, they come in, they, they get Scott and they dress him up in a tuxedo and one of the guys like, like, to your honeymoon. <laughs> and Scott... 
And Scott goes and gets Scott goes and gets strapped into the chair too. You know, now it's like his time. And then yeah. it's announced over the PA. You know that all right, guys, this is the main event, and this is a very special kill. A very special kill. Yeah, dude. And so you, you, there's like a, you know a variety of things in this room. It shows some power tools. It shows a, shows a shows a chain a chainsaw. You know that. And and then enters in Carter, who, you know, this is his big reveal, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, yes, I've masterminded this whole fucking thing. As as you know, he he pulls out this set of of expensive German kitchen knives, which I'm pretty sure I used to have that same set, honestly. <laughs> um, and he he pulls it out and he was like, this was on. Uh, Amy's like like a list of things you know whatever. wedding registry yeah, yeah. wedding registry that's <laughs> it. just like which is like fuck you dude uh, but you know then he like he just like kind of you know make like spills his bit you know he just he sort of talks about how he just sort of like one I don't know he he hit like he kind of references like almost like hitting a certain level like of status and then all of a sudden like he you know has like I don't know because he weird. he also he explains that he's the one that told Amy about Scott's infidelities and that he thought that you know she would leave Scott at that point. So basically, this whole thing is set up because he wants Amy, and the only way he's going to get Amy, he's going to get rid of Scott. And then he's going to be there to console her and have her for himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's basically <laughs> like the most fucked up vindictive plot ever yeah to like steal your fucking supposed friend's wife like this guy is twisted yeah and what i love next though it was such a brilliant thing move and uh, was you know as as we we noted earlier there was some clear dislike coming from travis and fleming towards carter and so as carter's going on this rant and all this shit and he goes to like pick up this chainsaw oh hey, then he has he has one of the best lines here <laughs> before you say what you're gonna say sorry he has no, one no, of no. the best lines here so um uh he Carter or uh, Scott says something about like uh well why like why would you do this to your friend and Carter goes when it comes to pussy I have no friends so over the top like wow fucking but yeah like you said so he starts carving up the chainsaw but then what happens but then the the people that control the torture room or whatever unleash Scott from his his straps. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and they call in, they call an audible. They're like, set him free. Yeah, which I fucking loved because like for these yeah. other people in the audience, they don't give a fuck about either of these two dudes. No, I see no. somebody die. Yeah. And so like so it becomes this chainsaw versus Scott runs and like picks up a sword that's laying around and it becomes this like chainsaw versus sword duel, which is like Yeah. Kind of people epic. are just going people are going ape shit. Dude, it was fucking nutty. And uh at one point, you know, like Scott at one point uses his sword to fling to get the the, the chainsaw to like out of Carter's hand and it flies across the room and then Carter picks up a fucking mace and like goes at him. <laughs> I know, I love the mace. I love when he he like after he gets out of the room too, he still has the mace. Yeah. But but in, in, in this really like it kind of like 
moment, Scott, you know, he gets the better of, of Carter with a, mm-hmm. with one of the German kitchen knives. And then like, yeah, you, sh- you show him like he's like stabs him a couple of times and then he, sh- he shows him doing something. And then you find out that he's carved the tattoo off of. Yeah. And uses it to get get pretty out of crafty, yeah. pretty crafty because, yeah, he gets out of the room and then um, this is where Scott, like uh, Travis and Fleming initially are like, you know, Go hunt them down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're like sound, like two prisoners have escaped. Sound the alarm. Well, that doesn't happen just quite yet. Or I, I, actually, I oh, guess I it kind of does. In between all this, yeah, because that 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 happens, and then like uh, Victor has like uh, a moment during like this whole kind of sequence where because this is uh, yeah he makes this big kerfuffle and he lures uh, one of the guards. Yeah, to his to this to his cell, and the guard tries to like stick his taser in, and Victor grabs it and tases his ass instead, and then yeah. gets out of his fucking cell. And then and, I like how, I like how he just brutally kills the guard, like shoves it into his mouth and fucking just destroys this guy. Yeah, yeah, he like he, <laughs> yeah, he just, just torches him with the fucking taser right in his mouth, and then that yeah, and so and then Scott kills a Scott kills another guard with the mace. But then yeah. the mace the mace breaks. <laughs> yeah, what a what a weak ass mace. And so this is when Tra- Travis hears about uh the two guys loose and, and tells Fleming, and then this is this time Fleming like he sounds the alarm and he basically says, you know, we've got two guys loose, like we need to deal with this. Yeah. And that's when the you know uh, the big burly dudes uh, start coming out and they're like they're yeah. running, you know, there's a s- sequence where you follow Victor for a bit. Uh, as he's kind of trying to like make his escape or whatever, and uh, he uh, at one point grabs a fucking axe and like yeah, starts... like why was the axe just there in like a glass? <laughs> I don't know, man. They're really like hedging some bets that nobody's planning on escaping this place. So. True, but yeah, like you said, he grabs an axe and and he has a confrontation with one of the guards, which is which ends pretty epically, if you ask me. So yeah, like, you know this dude Victor is just fucking hell bent on like killing some people at this point. I feel like because he's just like Anka's fucking dead. She earlier in the movie he was like she was my life, but like mm-hmm. you know. So so the guard the guard confronts him. He fucking axes the guard right at the same time as as the guard shoots him in the fucking chest. Yeah, shotgun. And it's like, a it's it's a great shot. It really was. It was a cool it was a cool shot. And anyway, it's probably like the it's probably like the coolest. <laughs> coolest sequence in the movie like it looked real but uh before that happened uh it shows victor and he's like he's he cuts away at this pipe and turns off all the power into the whole place yeah yeah that's and then yeah like you said he has the showdown with like the biggest burliest fucking guard and they both end up like dying like seconds apart from each other yeah and then scott kind of like finds this room with um all the different belongings of all these people that have died over the you know yeah, over all, like, supposedly all, like, I don't know. However, how, long how, how, yeah. Yeah, because there's, like, purses and clothes, and a, he's looking for his, like, cell phone in a box full of cell phones. And uh, eventually he finds it, um, and we see Travis come in with the gun, and you can kind of hear the cell phone, and Travis makes his way over it, thinking that Scott's going to be there. But Scott's not there anymore, but the phone is still there, and Travis hears the, the phone say, the police are on the way. Um, oh, yeah. So this is when Fleming tells the guests, like, as a precaution, they will be escorted to their vehicles. Uh, Travis calls Fleming and explains that they've been compromised. And this is when Fleming is like, well, kill all the prisoners, no witnesses. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just fucking... 
axe everybody, start fresh. And that's when uh, you see that Scott finds, really shortly after that, uh, a shotgun lying around. He finds, well, yeah, he finds the shotgun that killed um, Victor. Yeah. And uh, just as one, another guard is about to kill Kendra, yeah, uh, shoot Kendra, Scott, like, shotguns the motherfucker and helps her <laughs> <break>. <laughs> yeah but that but she doesn't last long because like as they're running away uh from behind travis shoots her and she falls yeah. scott keeps running and then travis walks up and does the death shot on her just kills her yeah yeah it was just such a such a quick a- axing for that character who's been around this yeah morning. like especially after she just got let free yeah and then we have this really cool scene where it shows fleming hopping into uh hops into his SUV, but I was surprised at this part. But it makes sense, though, because we see that Carter's in the back seat, and uh, obviously he did this because, in his eyes, Fleming betrayed him, you know what I mean, with letting Scott free it. But he literally just fucking stabs uh, Fleming to death. Like, like he goes into overdrive. He just Brutal grabs this mode, knife, knife and just jars it into him like 20 something times you just see blood flying over the windshield like it was yeah. gnarly it was like a fucking berserker rage it was it, it was uh yeah and right before that you see that the building uh because they've been compromised has been activated to blow up <laughs> of out, course out, it has out of nowhere it's like oh right <laughs> like so- do they re- i wonder if they were doing research and they're like hmm Let's see here. Oh, I got it. We could do, you know, self-destruct mode, you know, like. <laughs> Nobody will see it coming. Yeah. And then then it goes to this epic confrontation between yeah. Scott and Travis. Because he finds like all his, he finds Justin and Mike's dead bodies, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, these people are responsible for like all my friends fucking dying now. Yeah, him and him and him and Travis have like a basically like a mini fucking duel that results in yes. Scott hacking this fucking arm off in this really brutal. Yeah, like, it's amazing. And then he just throws it into the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like dude. that was awesome. Oh my god! And then and he just and then I I love the way that he finishes them off though. He fucking beats him to death with Justin's crutch. Like yeah, that was a that I will admit that was really cool. Yeah, I was like, that was a great, like, a great move, you know, for the forest mm-hmm. friend. Uh, but at the same time, you also see, um, sort of simultaneously while this is happening, there's some more cuts of Carter making his escape because he takes yeah. Fleming's Fleming's SUV, and basically there's a shot of Fleming rolling over like he's still alive almost, uh, right next to these like tire spikes or something. Yeah, it's a this part was cool too, where he puts them on the fucking spikes. Yeah, and then runs him the fuck over. On the yeah, way. it's oh. brutal. Like that, that was clever because yeah, he goes to leave and he notices the spikes, and it was pretty clever putting the fucking dude's body over him. Yeah, and then uh, so you, you, there's this really cl- quick close scene where Scott's running after him and he gets really close, but Carter locks him into the fucking compound. Compound, yeah. And as he's driving away like the building blows the fuck up and you just yeah of course it does you're just like all right so 
Kaboom. The explosion a, was just great. Like, it was an action movie explosion in a hostel yeah, movie. It was like so a, strange. It was what? I know we constantly talk about like how there's explosions in these shitty movies we watch, but like, do they really need to like? I guess they did to like get rid of all evidence. But yeah, the building just exploding, like you said, it was like a fucking awful action overdone sequence in a in a yeah. straight to DVD horror movie. Yeah, and then and and honestly, at that point, like I straight up was just like, all right, so Scott's fucking dead now too. So Carter wins. I was like, what? The right. Fuck? And Which, then. We quickly learn isn't the case, but I really, I really, uh, you know, there was all these different twists through the movie, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this last like twist oh, in the last end of the movie. So satisfying. Cause like we, after, you know, Victor, Scott gets blown to shreds, we think, and Victor dries off. And then we instantly see Victor is with Amy and he's consoling her and he's holding her as she cries. And yeah. we don't know how, we don't know how like far in the future this is necessarily. It couldn't have been long, but she's like, she says like, I don't want to be alone tonight. You know? So, yeah. so he's and, like, you won't be here. <laughs> yeah. So Victor in his mind is thinking like he's one, you know what I mean? And she mentions that she's going to go get some champagne so like oh it's just great because yeah. basically yeah it's it's or wine she goes to get a yeah. bottle of wine and i mean there's this great sequence where like you know this great moment where you you know you, you legitimately you think that like this is like everything carter wanted is happening uh-huh and you know then he just sort of he starts kind of like he or no 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 he, he sits down and that's when the surprise really fucking happens right like he sits down at the table and then boom scott pops up behind him and but before like, but yeah amy drives the fucking corkscrew through us like that would be not because yeah, she she makes right, some dude. i i forget the line that she makes but she yeah she just slams and then we see uh scott pop up fucking hand is he's so good yeah we see scott pop up and he, you can tell he's like badly burnt you know what i mean he and then the, like scars on his fucking face and, and then it goes, cuts down, and it shows some like shows them in the in the in their basement, you know. Yeah. Uh, which or maybe thought, it's the garage. Maybe it's maybe the garage. It's, the garage. But yeah, way, that it's great. Uh, and you know, like it, Carter is tied down. Amy's standing right next to him, mm-hmm. and, and there's you know Scott's just like walking through all these tools, these yard tools and these different devices and Yeah. And you just know that Carter's about to get fucked up, dude. It was great. It was great. And it, it, it needed to happen. Yeah. Cuz I like how I I I I didn't know what he was going to pick, but he probably ends up picking like the gnarliest one. It's one of those like it's kind of hard. It's a it's a tiller basically. Yeah, yeah like anyone, a rototiller, yeah. Yeah. And it, if anyone knows like that would just rip your fucking face to shreds which Dude. happens yeah oh my god <laughs> such a yeah it just shows like blood splattering and his hands are bound and like shows that like like twitching and stuff you know it was it was it was a good way to end the movie because like i like you said i honestly i didn't think that another twist was coming i I really, which I, we should have saw coming, but I really thought that that was gonna, <laughs> that was gonna be the end where Victor, like this piece of shit, his like ultimate plan worked out. And now he's got Amy, but it was cool to have it, you know. Yeah, I I agree. I I really like 
like you just said, I feel like I should have saw that twist coming. And for sure. I, for some reason, for I sure. just didn't, and then I really enjoyed it because I didn't. <laughs> Having said that, I I will say the one like I the, the one twist I didn't see coming, and I, it's been so long since I've seen the other Hostel movies, so I don't remember if Travis has been in them. I don't I don't want to say he has, but maybe he has. But that that first twist at the very very beginning of the movie didn't end because we kind of briefly talked about it but the way they set it up they make it look like you know like he's this innocent you know white guy so that i'm glad that there was some like if you could call them twists things that happen that subvert your expectations because that one did yeah i i i definitely agree like and and it was such a good way of just opening the movie because it sets it sets the tone if you really think about it like it does you know so yeah i i feel like that's what i mean like i feel like like i thought travis and maybe fleming were like from previous movies yeah but but i really couldn't i really couldn't tell i really couldn't quote like, I, I almost I need to look go- it up, and I think Travis. I, I, it looks like Travis was just exclusively in Hostel Three, so maybe it was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I yeah, I don't know. Because like at thinking. the in the beginning credits, though, it says like it says based on characters by Eli created by Eli Roth, and I was like, right. I mean, they're I mean, they're just they're probably just talking about the Elite Hunting Club, but either yeah. way, yeah. Either way, uh, I, I. So out of I the will ho- say this, yeah. okay. It's 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 not. This isn't saying much. It's not the worst straight to DVD horror movie I've ever seen, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. It's kind of just there. Agreed. I, I I would say like, you know, if you end up watching it, it's not not going to do you any any like wrong necessarily. But no, you no. really don't need to go out of your way to watch Hostel Three. If you go out of your way, watch number one or number yeah, two for sure. I'm definitely never probably going to watch this movie again unless it's like <laughs> we're we're in the moment together and we're like let's watch it but like yeah. I'm glad I did watch it just to cuz I wanted to see like cuz who knows cuz it could have been really good you know what I mean but oh, yeah. I I was fully expecting like a subpar unnecessary sequel and that's what it was yep pretty much and and, and unfortunately uh, you know, it's taking a step away from the other hostile movies. This one only featured like really like one or two kind of brutal scenes, I would yeah, say. And yeah. the other ones, like especially the first one, man, like I remember like multiple sequences of just like, oh, oh, jar. Oh, it was jarring. Oh, dude, like, yeah, jarring is a cut, great word for it, man. When they cut the guy's AC, like there's some shit in there, like that's one of those movies where I'll watch every now and then, but I can't watch it very often because I'm not as I'm not a huge fan of like the torture porn. Nah. And I, I like it for what it is. It's not my favorite genre, but ho- for what hostile was that at the time, like that, it, there wasn't anything like it. Like it was. Yeah. And by, by the time that this, this, you know, uh, third movie came out, it, if it, it felt like, they were just like you know like the 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 magic was kind of gone in a way of course uh so it wasn't like and especially with you know eli roth's like you know lack of involvement it just kind of like puts you at this point where you're just like eh, meh like you said it's there (laughs) like i i I will say this i like i'll give credit to scott spiegel for like you know trying something different and not and maybe thinking that there was a little more life to this but it's just a, it's a shame that there was no Eli Roth involvement, and you can tell because it's just yeah you know the, like I said the Scott Spiegel he had directed another straight to DVD movie that was like his wheelhouse, so I don't think that it ever had a real chance to be 
anything more than what it was. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, either way. However, if it would have just been its own, like, movie in that genre, like, if it would have been, you know what I mean? If it it didn't have the Hostel 3 name attached, it could have been better than it was. Like, if it was just its own creation, you know what I mean? I, I agree because because with the especially being the third movie in the series, there's certain expectation of it. Yeah, of course. And and I don't. It definitely doesn't like live up to that expectation. No, not at all. So you know that that was like kind of an anchor on the on the movie. I think yeah, go like just that's a good observation. You know, just just the hostile name kind of yeah. it ended up working against it almost <laughs> like for sure. Oh man. All right, well, we'll sign off for the hot dogs this time. But what, you know, we got another week ahead of us. We got another movie coming up. Yeah. And then, we, then we got the big reveal for number twenty. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then next month, next month's October. I, I think that we that it'd be cool to do a couple episodes, but then also maybe do one where we just talk about maybe a couple episodes where we just talk about horror, like maybe like our favorite movies or like our guilty pleasures or what got us into horror, just like not necessarily dissect a movie, but just talk about horror in general. Definitely. I, th- I think that will be on the, I, I say that's on the agenda for this, this upcoming month. And yeah, like you mentioned, I think we should, we'll, 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 I want to try and strive for doing a couple extras for the hot dogs, but maybe we can talk about, like we can mention a, We'll do a couple of frivolous ones like we always do. We'll talk. Uh, we got a lot of horror coming up for this month. That's what we'll say. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm ex- I'm excited. October's October's knocking at the door. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh man. All right. Well, in the meantime, folks, if you know somebody who enjoys Halloween, tell them to listen to this podcast. All right? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, go out there and do something with your fucking lives, hot dogs. Yes. And keep listening. Yes.